0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of your Transformation Journey podcast. I want to talk a little bit today about what is going on, what I'm actually doing. And for those that don't know who I am, my name is Don Long. I am the host of this podcast. And this week, well, actually this whole month, on tuesdays i am doing a free four-week course training on finding your strength when your ground is shaking and we had a session last night and i'm actually downloading the, the audio recording from the zoom because i did not know i had to click to do video too as well so It'll just be the audio recording, but I will have that up and available for free. And what I really want to um, talk about on um, what we were talking about last night for these moms is they were able to go through and just let go for an hour. And to really take care of themselves for an hour and that was an honor for me to do for those moms and i just want you to know that if you don't have the zoom link contact me in either email or in the chat as we're going through this live podcast with our guest today victoria evans let me know and i will get you the zoom link like i said that is for free and i really want you to come on um Next week, we will be talking about breaking generational patterns, and we'll also have a guest on that is a hypnotherapist, and his name is Jay Robert Parker, and he was actually a guest on my podcast a couple weeks ago, so please come join us. I want you to get all of the tools that you need. So welcome today for our guest for Victoria Evans. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me on. You are welcome. So Victoria is, um, let me get to my notes here. Victoria began her career in the corporate world with a prominent Fortune 500 company in the beauty industry in Montreal. During this time, her challenges related to eating disorders, mental health, extreme dieting, and over-exercising becoming a catalyst for creating a solution to issue millions of women who deal with this today. As an successful intuitive eating coach, she is disrupting the wellness industry through her fundamental science based approach. And Victoria helps countless women who heal, help heal their relationship with food by optimizing their mindset for happier and healthier lifestyles through her online coaching programs. So, welcome, Victoria. Thank you for coming on today because that is a lot, and that's something a lot of Women really need to know because, especially in the past year, in a year and a half, that I'm sure that that has been a challenge.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I've had so many women in this past year struggling with body image, you know, putting on some weight with the pandemic, their eating habits changing, feeling less confident. It's so common, it's so prevalent. So, if you're struggling with that, you're not alone. Um, I hear you. And, you know, the way that I coach intuitive eating, there's a way to you know, be home in your body, no matter what size you're at. There's also a way to, you know, feel connected to your body and eat intuitively, you know, listen to your body. Um,
0: it's just it's such an empowering way to live. So, yeah, definitely. So tell us a little bit about what got you started in doing that, because I find people's journeys are usually when they start things like that, it has to do with what they've went through?
1: I know this is absolutely a, a personal journey that I've been on. And so I'm someone who, you know, really struggled with body image, relationship with food my entire life. From a very young age, I just wanted to be smaller and skinnier. I thought that was kind of the the solution. I thought that would make me happy. Um, And then when I was about 12, 13, I started to struggle a lot with my mental health, so anxiety and depression. And so I was just so unhappy. And again, this idea, I thought that if I just had a certain body size, you know, then life would be wonderful because that's what we're kind of sold in our culture, especially if you've been socialized as a woman. And so I continued to kind of grow up doing all the different diets and fasts and cleanses and whatever. And just had a very um, difficult relationship with food, actually struggled with some eating disorders, bulimia and binge eating, emotional eating, everything. Um, and then when I started working for a for beauty company, basically when I was there, this really kicked off this kind of crazy um, weight loss journey that was super unhealthy. So basically I was convinced that if I just lost weight again, things would be great. So I went online, found an Instagram influencer with the best ads, bought her 12 week weight loss guaranteed program, and went all in on her program. And I actually ended up losing a lot of weight really quickly in a really unhealthy way. But I was getting all this attention online from people. So I was the person in the before and after photos that everyone was commenting on. And I was getting all this attention that, you know, I felt like I was finally being seen after a whole life of wanting to feel seen. Um, but at the same time, I'd never been so unhappy or so unhappy. So it was very much this confusing kind of juxtaposition where I was in the body. I thought I would always wanted in order to live a good, happy life and yet i was miserable i was obsessive about everything i was eating calorie counting i was going on like 30 kilometer runs to give myself permission to eat breakfast like it was crazy yeah out of control But at the same time, people were praising me. Like, oh, wow, you went for a 30 kilometer run this morning. Amazing. You're so talented. You're so strong. And oh, yeah, Victoria won't have the cake for lunch because she doesn't do that. And all of a sudden, it became this identity of mine where I was the girl who had lost weight. I was the girl who, you know, um, basically would be working out all the time. And I felt very trapped in this kind of identity that I'd created for myself while also simultaneously being miserable. And so I had a very rock bottom, rock bottom moment um, and that ultimately led to me calling eating disorder hotline, starting to talk with them. And that kind of really kicked off my uh, recovery journey. And from there basically we can keep going. I don't want to basically go on too long of a tangent, but essentially that led to me becoming an intuitive eating coach um, because I basically saw all the places in the recovery um, kind of system. I'm not sure what it's kind of like around the world, but in Canada it was definitely lacking. And basically the program I created was what saved my own life. And I was successful in kind of doing that for myself. People started to ask me questions about it. And ultimately what ended up happening was I ended up teaching other people for free to see if it worked. And then kind of things snowballed from there and ended up quitting that corporate job. I moved to Bali for two and a half years, um, back to Canada a little bit for the past summer. And right now I'm talking to you from Lisbon, Portugal. So,
0: yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) And. You are so right when we're talking about the health and beauty industry in general. Our perception is so skewed and it saddens me because I actually have a 10 year old granddaughter and I'm going like, I know that she's probably seeing these things and at 10, we don't really start thinking about our body image, but they are younger and younger at 10. I was still playing with Barbie dolls now at 10 these girls are starting to think okay i don't need to be eating this i need to look better and it's all because we have that falseness of social media that we are surrounded by it was bad enough when we had the magazines and the radio shows and the tv shows before social media now social media just explains it because you were just talking about it you went to find somebody who Okay, Mm -hmm. who do I want to emulate? Who do I want to look like? And you ended up buying into that program and you're going like, I'm freaking miserable. Mm -hmm. You know, how how do I get out of this? So as we're talking about that, what are your suggestions when you see people that are following people on social media like that? Mm -hmm. How do you get them to detox from that social media? Number one, to quit (laughs) following all that.
1: Yeah, such a great question. I totally agree. You know, for me growing up, I, social media wasn't a thing yet. And then all of a sudden, as I got a little bit older, it became very much such a huge prevalent part of every one of our lives. It's no longer we put the magazine away, it was our inner phone, everywhere would go with us. It's constantly kind of being immersed in this kind of diet culture. Um, and so I would say that one of the biggest things you want to do is how, like, kind of basically, I coach very scientifically in terms of how our brain works is understanding that if we are trying to shame ourselves to a better place, it's not going to happen. Basically, what we often think that we should do basically is kind of fill our social media feed with people that we want to look like, right? We have the fitness inspiration, the models with the abs, or whatever. What that actually does creates a feeling of shame within our body, a feeling of inadequacy, a feeling of not enough right? We fall into this compare and despair trap. When we're actually, you know, feeling this feeling of shame, what actually happens in our brain, we actually trigger the part of our brain that has to do with pain. So basically you've triggered the part of our brain that has to do with pain and what our body likes to do, it doesn't want to be in pain. It's going to do everything it can to avoid it. This also means that it's going to, you know, lead to likely self-soothing behavior, and that's probably going to you know, lying on the couch, watching some Netflix, eating eating some chocolate, some food that makes you feel better about yourself, right? So in the long run, it actually drives the opposite behavior we So what I was say, you know, kind of related is like negative self-talk or negative social media, kind of negative influences produces negative actions and positive ones for these positive actions. So just knowing like having a social media feed that is basically filled with these accounts that look nothing like you, don't represent your life anyway, make you feel shame is causing the opposite effect of what you want. That's kind of the first thing to maybe start to detach a little bit from the desire to have it. The second thing um, I would say is that if you're someone who wants to learn to make peace with your body, if you're someone who wants to, you know, have the freedom around food to eat whatever you want and feel empowered in your body, then you need to be following those accounts, right? So you want to be really intentional, right? So basically we want to prime our brain for what we basically want to have created for ourselves, knowing we're not going to be able to shame ourselves there, but we can do that in a positive light. So follow accounts that are, you know, body confidence, body image, body positivity. You know, if you're someone who maybe struggles with cellulite, like for myself, you know, for the first like 20 something years of my life, I didn't wear shorts because I was, I hated the cellulite on my legs, but it was terrible. And so, you know, I follow a bunch of social media accounts of women who have even more cellulite than me, right? Even more pronounced cellulite. And what that basically does for my brain is it creates a feeling of safety basically tells me, hey, it's safe for me to have cellulite. It's safe for me to be myself. And that's what confidence is. Confidence is just being feeling safe to be yourself. And so from that space of feeling confident, safe in my body, that produces the positive actions of eating in a way that makes me feel nourished, going out and moving my body in a way that feels good, taking care of myself, right? Really that self-care piece, which is what intuitive eating, what I coach is really all about. Um, and so understanding that, you know, it's through those kind of methods that you're going to get to a place where you can use social media in a really positive way. It's kind of, there's like a positive side, there's a dark side, and you have to be very intentional with how you use it. So follow accounts where you see yourself represented. If you have a feature, maybe it's acne, maybe it's your stomach, whatever, whatever. Follow accounts of women or someone who has that feature exaggerated. And also, you know, diversify your account. Follow a bunch of different things. Don't just follow like models who are abs or whatever. Yes. It, add in maybe some spoken word or maybe add in some travel accounts or whatever, add in other things so that you're not just solely kind of focused, right? It's almost like you have a zoom lens on your camera and you're zoomed in so so tight that you know it just feels like that's your whole reality. And so when we add in some more accounts or you kind of zoom out a little bit, we have a better perspective. Um, and so I call it basically doing like a merry condo of your social media. So, like, does this bring me joy or does it bring me shame? And if it brings you shame, let it go. So if it brings you joy, then keep that in your life.
0: Oh, I am so glad that you said that because I have been on a um, delete Facebook group binge yes. because it is, there are so many and I know I've gotten a little bit of flack from some of the people that follow me because I'm very vocal about saying unfollow people or snooze people. It is mm-hmm. It is amazing how... When you go through that and you're talking about diversifying, that's what it's about. Don't just follow one thing because you're right. Your brain has a tendency to latch on to that. And that's one of the things that I'm glad that you bring up the science behind it. Because as human beings, we are still, even though we are advancing our Primitive brains haven't advanced that much. Our primitive vein brains want to keep us safe. It says here, this is what we can do to not get eaten by the saber tooth tiger, even though the saber tooth tiger no longer exists. Yeah. So, when you're talking about that and you're talking about that self love of following people that have maybe some of the same challenges that you have and how they're dealing with it. And being positive with it is something that I totally can get behind because when you keep feeding your brain that day after day, you're giving it that healthiness of, okay, this is what reality is. This is what it should look like. And I wish I would have had that going through some of the things that I went through. I'm a mom of three boys. And I've seen some moms around me that could just lose their baby weight just like that. And I'm going, like, I still look like the Rotundra after, after, after giving birth. And I'm going, like, how, you know, that's not how this is supposed to work. But in reality, mm-hmm. it is because every woman is different and every body is different. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that you are addressing that. Cause that mm-hmm. is what we actually need. Mm-hmm. So talking about gaining weight and talking about this horrendous year and a half about COVID-19, what are your thoughts on people that are struggling with their weight, whether it be in that they're overeating or they're not eating enough?
1: Hmm. So when it comes to you know, weight changes throughout kind of this pandemic, where we're all locked home and it's just been the craziest thing ever, right? A lot of us get really caught up in this idea like we've gained weight and we think that is a failure. We need to reframe that completely because we are alive, right? If you're listening to this right now, you are here, which means that your body was successful in what it needed to do. You know, you're saying about your primitive brain, right? Like our body, our brain has one job and that is to keep us alive. And so if you gain some weight, that's okay because that means that you're still here, right? And so we want to really reframe that whole mentality about weight change and, you know, feel like we're failing or whatever, right? And, you know, kind of piggybacking off of that, the only reason that we want to lose weight is because we think that we will be happier and our life will be better when we get there. That is a lie. Happiness does not come in a body size. Happiness is an inside job. And it's the chasing of looking a certain way and trying to aspire to a body size that actually prevents you from actually being happy. It robs you of the opportunity of being present in life, right? If I spend every day, all day long, trying to count my calories and shrink myself, I'm not going to go for that promotion. I'm not going to go on that date because I can't count my calories at the restaurant or whatever that looks like, right? It makes it so difficult to lead a full life. And then by default, we go, oh, and it's because of our body. It's because I don't look the way I should. And if I did, then things would be great. So it really creates this kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy where you blame your body, but it's not a body problem, right? It's never about your body. And when we think we have a body problem, what is actually a body problem is actually a life problem. And so body dissatisfaction is very much highest in times of great stress. So if you're noticing that you're really struggling and you know look at yourself in the mirror, ask yourself, is there something maybe going on in your life that you're blaming your body for that is maybe not for your body? Because when we say we want to lose weight, what we really mean is we want to feel loved and we want to feel connected and you want to feel good enough. And none of those things are going to come in a body size.
0: Yeah, I totally 100% agree because we have to let go of that old, what I call stinking thinking, <laughs> and it, it's, it's exactly that. And when we talk about that, people don't realize the power words have over us. And when I was talking to the moms last night, one of the things that I had brought up is there's a phrase that we use and it's called pissed off. And when we think about that and we constantly say that. And then you have UTI infections mm-hmm. and I seen some light bulbs go off and they're going like, Oh, so we do the same thing with our eating because we're going like, Oh, I'm not worthy enough. So I'm just going to eat this piece of cake or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not feeling good. So I'm just going to eat this or I'm just going to, we drown our sorrows and emotions And we do it via eating because we are so mean to ourselves. I tell Mm -hmm. people, if you would talk to somebody like you talk to yourself, would you tell that to them their face? And they're going like, "Uh, no. Then Why are you doing that to yourself? And it does have to do with that. And it has everything to do with how we speak to ourselves because our brains don't know the difference our brain is going like, okay, you're saying this, so it's real. So we're Mm -hmm. going to do it. Yeah. So Victoria, when you hear that and you hear that from clients and then you get them on that path of where they're really starting to think about how they're actually talking to themselves, because at the end of the day, that's probably what you're really starting to teach them is how they think and how they talk. So when they change that, what changes for them when it comes to their eating habits or how they feel about it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're you're so spot on, right? Because our our brain, basically we have the reticular activating system, which basically is the part of our brain that decides what's important and relevant information. We didn't have this part of our brain, we would be so overwhelmed with the amount of stimuli coming at us all the time, we would not be able to function, right? And so we basically figure out what is important and relevant information by what we focus on, what we talk about. So basically, if I'm always telling myself, I can't process my emotions, I'm a failure, I'm horrible, I'm gross, I'm always binge eating, I'm always out of control around food, I'm such a bad person for eating a muffin, I'm so disgusting, I indulged in that cake last night, you basically just create a blueprint for yourself right? That's exactly what you've done. You basically primed your brain to seek those things out in your environment because you've told yourself, this is important. This is relevant that I, every time I have a cookie, I think of myself as a bad person. And when I feel like I'm a bad person, I'm probably going to continue on that trajectory of bad things, which means maybe eating more and more cookies, staying home on the couch. And again, it creates this kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy where you feel terrible eat more foods and you feel more terrible. Um, Really intentional, you're saying with the language you and one of the things, you know, with clients is removing the, the moral value, right? No longer saying I'm so bad for eating this, no longer saying, oh, I indulged in that or I was so good today or whatever, because we're basically polarizing everything we're eating, which means anytime we do anything, we have so much kind of moral value on it that we're not actually able to listen to our body. Right, if I intuitively want to have a piece of cake, but I'm told myself I'm a bad person if I have a cake, then if I ever have it, I'm probably going to have one of those effort moments where I'm like, "Well, I already had the cake, so I've already ruined my eating for the day. I might as well go all out, and tomorrow I won't buy any more cake." Right? That's like such a classic thing I used to (laughs) do all the time. My clients would do as well, and so. You know, when you start to kind of peel back all these layers of the judgment and the labeling of foods and everything, what's simply left is your ability to connect to your body and eat more intuitively because we're born as intuitive eaters, right? Knowing what our body wants, how much to eat, when to stop, all those kind of things. And it's along the way that, especially if you're a socialized woman, you were told you couldn't trust your body. You were told you had to use my fitness pal or my like a meal planning app or some random thing that someone has sold you that used to be like your high school, you know, friend, whatever. Some kind of plan of shakes and stuff telling you that you can't trust your own body and to look outward. Intuitive eating is about looking inward. Our body, we know each other. We know ourselves best. No one else knows us. And so our language, though, can create such a disconnection from our own body that really prevents us from really showing up, being intuitive and living such, you know, an incredible life where you get to fulfill your purpose and your dreams and your passions and all that. So, yeah, being so intentional with the words you speak about yourself, removing the polarizing language around food, and then you'll see, honestly, a big difference in your life.
0: Definitely. Yeah. And I totally agree with that. So as we get ready to wrap up, I always ask my guests... What is one last nugget that you can give our audience?
1: Mm. I would say, can I give like a little tool, like a little helpful thing to do? Okay. So something I love to do with clients because, you know, a lot of us are just so negative all the time, which means we've primed our brain to only focus on the negative. We want to kind of switch that up. We want to tell ourselves to basically focus on the positive, prime our brain to focus on that. So if you have your phone, go to your phone, go to your notes app on your phone and title the new document, Trust and Wins. Basically every single time you have a small win, this can be related to food, this can be related to body image. You know, like, you know, I was feeling confident in my pink top, but I went out anyways. Or it could be, you know, I was hungry this morning and instead of trying to wait until lunchtime, I actually honored that hunger and ate it. Whatever. Um, documenting those things down in this document, in this trust and wins, right? Documenting those times you have these little moments of wins and over time, you're going to have this massive list. And basically, this is all the evidence that you can trust yourself. You can trust your body. You can trust what your body's telling you. So, it's so important because then when you start to do this, you're going to start to seek out more of those things in your environment and more and more wins. And, you know, intuitive eating is really all about learning again to trust yourself. And so when we're priming our brain to focus on the positive, have all this evidence to do so um, it's going to be a lot easier. So something I would suggest that people do.
0: That is amazing. I love that idea. I was going like, where's my pen? Cause I'm going to write that down. So I put that in the comments. So the trust and wins and that is a really good one because at the end of the day you're repriming your brain like you were talking about to see the wins to see the good things and that right there is it's worth its weight in gold so victoria where else can they find you i know i have your website scrolling down below so where else can they find you
1: Yeah, I love that. I feel like a news person, like (laughs) scrolling on the bottom. That's cool.
0: Um, Yeah, so I hang out most on
1: Instagram. So definitely come find me there. It's at Victoria Evans Official. So I'm also documenting my life here in Lisbon. So if you want to come on a little virtual travel, you can definitely follow me there. Message me if you listen to this episode. I'd love to know a takeaway. Uh, My website has pretty much everything there. And yeah, that's more or less like in bio, I guess, um, and my Instagram for like more resources and tools and stuff as well.
0: Awesome. Yes. And I probably will start following you. I love it when people travel and see yeah. what they get to do. It's it's like I travel vicariously through them. So it's, <laughs> it's always fun to see that.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: Victoria, yeah. thank you for coming on. I hope that this gave people a different outlook of how they see themselves when they're going like, I don't feel so good about myself. So this right here, I hopefully gave them that insight that they needed. Go check out Victoria's website because I always tell people, always find you somebody that can be your cheerleader, be it a coach, be it somebody like Victoria, myself, find somebody that can help you because we can get you there instead of you just struggling to try it on your own, to give you those tools, to give you those resources. And it also builds a community around you, which is totally 100% important, especially in this day and age. So everyone, as I love to sign off, whether you know it or not, whether you believe it or not, you're unstoppable. You are loved and you are the beacon of hope. Everyone have a good one and we will see you back on here next Monday. Have a good one, everyone. Bye.